We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Listening to the uncontested coming at you tonight after the Thunder lose a tough heartbreaker to the Minnesota Timberwolves 112 114. It was the second night of a back to back for OKC, and I think that definitely showed late in the game. You could tell the Thunder were a little bit fatigued. They had that emotional win in Utah last night coming from behind to seal it. Uh, and I think as the game wore on, you could kind of see it in the Thunder's legs. They didn't quite have the energy. Uh, They really fell flat in the third quarter where they only put in 17 points and gave up 33, which is traditionally this season we know their best quarter. Uh, They're they're one of the best teams in the NBA in the third quarter. So to see them come out and kind of lose the lead and fall apart in that third quarter tonight uh, was a little discouraging, but I think more than anything it was a, a little bit of a schedule loss for OKC. Beyond that, I've got five things for you tonight to kind of look at. Uh, things I noticed throughout the game, things I want to call out for you. Uh, so let's dive right in. The first of the five, Paul George is a legitimate MVP candidate. At, at this point, you cannot have that discussion anymore without Paul George being a part of it. If you are having an MVP discussion and you're not talking about Paul George, uh, your discussion is wrong. Tonight, he put in 31 points off 11 to 24 shooting, three of six from three, Added 11 rebounds, 3 assists, 2 steals. Just another masterful performance from PG. He came out and looked just as assertive as he did at the end of the Utah game. It's clear when you see him handling the ball that the confidence is just overflowing for PG right now. He feels like anybody that's on him doesn't stand a chance. Anything he puts up is going to go in the bucket. And most of the times, he's not wrong. Uh, he's, he's playing at a level that... OKC hasn't had a player play at in a long time. Uh, we, we used to see these kind of scoring outputs from Kevin Durant back in the day, and I think Paul George is, is really kind of capturing some of that same feeling uh, 
from from those former days for OKC, but I think he's he's I want to say he's playing at a level similar to what he used to do in Indiana, but honestly, he's doing some things he's never done in Indiana before either. He's coming off two straight 43-point games, which is something he's never done in his career. And if you look back over the last 10 games, he's averaging over 30 points a game. And really, I mean, he's inserted himself into the MVP conversation when really nobody outside of Oklahoma City was was including him in those talks, you know, two weeks ago. He's put together an incredible stretch run, uh, and it's come at the perfect time because Russell Westbrook hasn't been playing great. And PG's really carried this team to a lot more wins than I think they would have if he wasn't playing at such a high level. He'll have to sustain it, obviously, in order to continue to be in the MVP conversation. But as of right now, with what he's done so far at this point in the season, he is 100% a legitimate MVP candidate. So the second thing, speaking of Russell Westbrook, I thought tonight was a pretty good game from Russ. It was a pretty bad third quarter for Russ. Um, but it was a pretty bad third quarter for everybody on OKC, so I'll give him a little bit of a pass. What I saw from him tonight, he put in another triple-double, surprise, surprise, 23 points off 10 of 19 shooting uh, and added 11 rebounds and 10 assists, and some of his assists tonight were just gorgeous. He was dishing the ball, uh, throwing the kinds of passes that we've seen him throw before but are just beautiful, putting the ball where it needs to be, leading guys to a spot, finding open guys on the perimeter. He was finishing well at the rim tonight, which attracts more attention to him when he when he drives to the basket, which opens up guys on the perimeter. He had a couple nice passes out to Abrinas, including one late in the game that potentially, uh, you know, potential game winner for Alex Abrinas that he missed again the second time this season that's happened. But what I love about it is Russ drove, he sucked in the defense, He easily could have tried to force a layup against tight coverage, but instead he found Alex Abrinas wide open on the outside. Yes, Abrinas missed. Yes, it's the second time he missed. But that's Russ trusting his teammates, and eventually that shot's going to fall. Would I have liked to see PG touch the ball? Absolutely. PG has been uh, on fire lately, but I like the look. It doesn't get much better for Alex. Eventually he'll hit that down. But overall, I thought Russ played pretty controlled. Like I said, he was finishing at the rim better. He was making good passes. Um, He fouled out again, second time in a row, which is a little strange. Uh, We don't often see Russ fouling out of games. Um, But he did it against the Jazz, kind of with the game-saving foul at at the end of that one. And then he he did it again tonight. He also airballed a free throw. And, like, it was a really bad airball. Like, it barely touched the net. Uh, but he was two of four from the line. Uh, I think he was two of two before that happened, but then in the most like Russell Westbrook thing ever, he airballs the free throw, misses the second one after that kind of hugs Andrew Wiggins out of frustration and then comes right back down the floor the next time and drains a three. He was one of one from three on the night. That was his only one. And it's just kind of like Russ in a nutshell. He does some things that leave you scratching your head that leave you frustrated, Uh, But then he'll come right back down the floor and do something amazing that only Russ can do. And it's just, you know, you you take what you get with Russ sometimes. But I think overall it was a positive performance. I think if his shot can continue to improve and his vision and playmaking can stay at the level uh, that we saw tonight and we've seen in a few games recently, then this Thunder team is going to continue to click. The third thing tonight, uh, Jeremy Grant got mauled. Like, he got screwed 
late in the game, if you didn't see it, uh, Jeremy Grant got grabbed around the neck two times, uh, two consecutive times down the floor, uh, grabbed by Carl Anthony Towns, kind of almost choke slammed, uh, going for a, a defensive rebound and trying to get a loose ball. And the refs completely swallowed their whistle. I don't like to harp on the refs too often because I think it's lazy, but tonight the refs were awful. And they absolutely cost Oklahoma City a victory tonight, and no call, or no no lack of call, I, I should say, was bigger than the arm around the throat on Jeremy Grant. Uh, he hasn't been mauled that bad since Jim Boylan stepped on the court when the Thunder played the Bulls and literally was pulling Jeremy off of Robin Lopez by his neck. I don't know what it is, but uh, Jeremy seems to have that effect on people. Uh, I know the last two-minute report will come out tomorrow, and it'll say that the refs missed a call. Like, and honestly, should have probably been a flagrant, but those last two-minute reports do nothing but make me mad because nothing literally comes out of it other than just like, oh, our bad. So whatever. It is what it is. The Thunder were in position to win the game late. Uh, and it it doesn't happen whether it's because of missed shots or because of missed calls. Uh, it doesn't really matter at this point. The the Timberwolves got the win and the Thunder have to move on. The fourth thing, uh, Tupat Tupat hit two threes tonight. He was two of two from behind the arc. Uh, it's always exciting these days when Tupat hits one three, uh, and then he came right back down the court a, a few possessions later and hit a second. And Eric Horn tweeted out that Patterson hadn't hit two three-pointers in a game since November 30th against the Hawks. That was 10 straight games uh, without hitting multiple threes. So for a guy that's kind of supposed to be your three-point specialist a little bit. You know, that's that's one of the only reasons Patterson gets solid minutes is to hit threes. It's a, it's a good thing when he hits more than one. Uh, you'd like him to do that again in, in less than 10 games in the future. Uh, it's it's no secret that Tupat's been struggling from behind the line, but uh, he's hit a few recently. Maybe, maybe this is the beginning of him turning it around. We can only hope. The last thing tonight, uh, definitely another big factor in the Thunder losing this game to the Timberwolves. They gave up 51.9% from three. Uh, it definitely kind of kicked up in the third quarter. Like I said, the it looked like the Thunder's tired legs were showing. They weren't fighting around screens as hard. They weren't closing out as quickly. It left to a lot of wide-open threes. The, the Timberwolves hit 14 threes on 27 attempts compared to nine made threes for the Thunder on 25 attempts. I was curious about this, so I I did some digging on basketball reference after the game tonight, and the Thunder have given up over 40% from three seven times this season. Their record in those seven games, one and six. It's not that difficult of a formula to figure out. If you let a team get hot from behind the arc, you're going to lose the game. Uh, 51.9%, I think, is the highest or the second highest uh, that they've given up this season. So obviously not a good performance from the Thunder defense on the perimeter. It's something that if you want to win the game, you have to be more disciplined in that area. It doesn't matter how good of shooters that the other team has. If you leave a guy in the NBA wide open, he's probably going to hit the shot. Pretty simple formula uh, for the Thunder moving forward. Uh, don't let teams hit that many threes, and you probably have a chance to win this game. Like The Thunder only lose by two tonight. All you have to do is close out harder on one of those three-pointers, and you're walking away with the W. Up next for OKC, uh, Christmas Day. 
Houston Rockets, you know, a week week ago or so, I would have thought this would be a pretty easy game. The Rockets have been struggling, but they've they've been improving lately. Um, they did lose CP3 on an injury, so we won't have to to deal with him and his flopping and whining on Christmas Day, which is the best present you could ask for. Uh, but he's been playing. The Rockets have been playing better. Uh, they're six and four in their last ten, which is the same record the Thunder have in their last ten. They've climbed up into the eighth spot in the West. We know it's on the road in Houston, and Rockets fans uh, are huge fans of Russell Westbrook, so I'm sure that'll be a a cheery day all around. Uh, It's early tip. I believe it's 2 p.m. on ABC to make sure to open your presents early, get it all done, and get in front of a TV for some Thunder basketball. Should be a fun one. And also, don't forget about our Twitter contest. Check us out on Twitter at the underscore uncontested. We're giving away one of the new uh, Sunset Jersey t-shirts, Russell Westbrook uh, Sunset Orange shirt. Uh, Look for the tweet. You retweet it. You tag a friend. You follow us. You'll be entered to win. We're going to pick the winner of that uh, right at tip-off on Christmas Day, so be sure to check that out. You don't want to miss it. Going to keep things short and sweet tonight. We hope you guys have a great Christmas. Uh, thanks for listening, tuning in. Uh, if you if you like the content we're putting out, uh, give us a review. We, we really appreciate you guys taking the time to listen, the time to interact with us, and we really appreciate if you go on Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star review. It means a lot to us. The more good reviews we get, the more cool things we can have in store for you guys in the future. So... Once again, we really appreciate it. Uh, We hope you have a Merry Christmas. Have a happy holiday. We won't be doing a post-game podcast uh, for the Rockets game. Obviously taking some time to spend some time with our families. Uh, But we will be back with you for the Phoenix game on the 28th. So be sure to check that out. Uh, Like I said, have a happy holiday. Thanks for listening and thunder up. Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from Rootmetrics second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. 
Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com 